Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today I've got a fabulous male guest, which is quite rare for me these days, called Gregory Noack. Did I pronounce that correctly, Gregory? Yes, you did. Thank you. Uh, Gregory is from Asheville, North Carolina, and I want to give you a lovely, great, big, warm welcome. Thank you, Lynn. Pleasure to be with you today. It is my pleasure to have you as a guest. What I really love about Gregory and what brought him to my attention was he is very aligned with the information around the masculine and feminine, which, as you know, is my hot subject around what I share and teach. So, Gregory, what got you interested in this particular area? And uh, would you share with the audience a, a bit about your own personal journey? Sure. After uh, going through a divorce about 13 years ago and trying to figure out who I was and, um, you know, what, what, why the relationship ended, um, I did a lot of work, uh, therapy, um, and really got in touch with my masculine energy. Um, I, didn't, I grew up without a good masculine role model. My father was very controlling, um, physically abusive, loud. Um, and so, you know, I really, and I really never thought about masculine or feminine energy until I started to do some work. And, um, um, you know, I thought that the masculine was a negative thing and um, that the masculine was, you know, there to control, to manipulate, to take. And I've learned that it's quite the opposite, that, uh, um, you know, the, the masculine, and in this case, maybe the divine masculine, that men at their core, men who have more masculine energy than feminine, which is most men, not all men, but most men, um, you know, you know, when they're in their masculine with an open heart and they're making decisions, they're focused, um, they're uh, pursuing their purpose, you know, it, it's, it, it's a wonderful thing. And so as I got in touch with my masculine and my feminine and came in contact with more women and had conversations about it, went to workshops, um, read a lot about it, about masculine and feminine archetypes, and saw how when each one of us are living from our core, how life is so much easier, so much more pleasant, and we balance each other extremely well. So rather than asking a man to tone down his masculine and bring up his feminine and asking a woman to do the opposite to try to achieve balance that just frustrates both of them they can both do it for a period of time but not a long period of time so i think the better way to balance is, is for men to really own their masculine energy for feminine to, for women to really own their feminine energy um, and as we walk the world more aware of that 
we balance each other beautifully. Couldn't agree more, you know, man after my own heart. And, you know, it's very appropriate sometimes, obviously, um, to default into, uh, for a woman, masculine energy, if we should need to feel protected, for example, and need to compete in sports, for example. But, you know, there's there's, there's times and places to display uh, the opposite energy, isn't there? And in intimate relationships, more often it's better and more attractive and creates more passion if we are where we are normally comfortable in our natural either feminine core energy as a woman or the, that masculine core energy as a man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, women build businesses, um, you know, women do a lot and accomplish a lot. And, and I'm very supportive of that. You know, I grew up with four sisters. Um, they're all independent women um, achieving what they choose to achieve and following their passions. Um, you know, men have a feminine side, you know, I cry, um, you know, when I'm collaborating with others, I'm more in my feminine, when I'm being creative, I'm more in my feminine. Um, so, um, you know, we, we, we each have both and yeah, uh, sure. And especially if a woman, especially with what's going on right now, if she's a single mother, um, with no man in her life, you know, she has a lot to do right now and, and she always does. And that's great. But I can't tell you how many women I've talked to and have worked with who are in that situation who just say, oh, my gosh, I just wish that a man would show up and just make plans. I mean, they love it when a man shows up and says, hey, I'll pick you up for dinner on Friday at 630. It's a nice, casual place. Um, see you then. And she just relaxes and exhales and says, oh. I don't have to make the plans. She doesn't even ask where we're going, what kind of food it is. She just loves a man stepping up, making plans, making a decision, all of which she can do and does do by herself, clearly can. But if she's in her masculine a lot, it can be exhausting for her, tiring for her. And so she appreciates feeling that masculine energy in her presence making plans, making decisions. And then the masculine loves feeling her soft, open, receptive, nurturing nature. That fills him up as well. So yes, we, we all have both. There are times when we're utilizing one or the other or both at the same time, and, and, and that's beautiful as well. Yeah. Uh, what I, I tend to share is that, you know, there's nothing weak around a woman showing her vulnerability. You know, a lot of women think, oh, you know, a man will take advantage if I show my vulnerability. Well, he would probably will do if he's a, an unhealthy masculine energy, you know, operating from his fear and dark side, but not if he's a healthy masculine energy, you know, operating from that place of wanting to love, protect, and keep you safe and secure. Yeah, that's a great point, Lynn. You know, the, the adult healthy masculine is there to give. Um, it's his nature. He's there to give. He, he, he might be leading, but he's always leading whoever he's with to a place that she or the family, whatever, that they enjoy. Um, he's not there to control. He's not there to take. The unhealthy masculine is there to take. He's there. What can I get out of this? The healthy masculine is how can I help? How can I protect? How can I give? And the more that he gives, the more that he receives back. Um, so. Uh, so yeah, the healthy masculine, um, 
wants nothing more than to make sure that those around him are safe, protected, and enjoying whatever activities they're doing. And I, I feel that, you know, well, women in general tend to think, especially if they are used to being more in their masculine energy from a point of view of, you know, if they've been used to that, uh, you know, from looking at men as their role models to succeed in the workplace, for example, they quite often, as I say, say to me that, oh, you know, um, men will just see me as weak if I show my vulnerability, but that's not the case, you know, as long as you're standing firm in your healthy feminine, you know, and know that you're operating from that place of love and not fear. Yeah, vulnerability, you know, anybody who's read or watched any videos from Brene Brown knows that vulnerability is a strength. Um, and again, the healthy masculine sees vulnerability in a woman and even in, even in a man as something that's healthy, that they're expressing their emotions honestly. Um, so, uh, you know, I think that all men, especially now, should allow for and hold a safe sacred space for the feminine to be vulnerable, to show her emotions freely, because when she feels safe to do that, and she does it and gets it out of her, rather than holding it in um, and, and building up more tension within her body, when she releases that in whatever way that is, whatever emotions come out, I think it's so important to tell anyone, but especially for men who are in the presence of women right now to let them know that their feelings are valid, that they're worthy, that it's okay to express them and that it's good to express. Them. And when they do that and there's no judgment, um, you know, some men, they want to run when a woman gets emotional. Uh, you know, they don't know how to be in the presence of it. And that's the time when the man needs to, when the masculine needs to be calm, grounded, um, to be that rock that she can lean into so that as she expresses her emotions, she knows that they're safe. And then they pass through her body and she can exhale and she isn't holding on to them. And then, um, so being in that masculine presence and feeling safe to feel and express those emotions allows her to work through them um, quicker and easier. Most definitely. And I, I feel for actually both sexes at the minute because I do feel that men don't know their role in society at the moment. They're, they're, they're frightened to be, you know, that assertive masculine male because I think for them that they, they may think that they're being perceived as the aggressive, unhealthy masculine when it, it's quite different. You know, the, the two sides to the masculine are, are very, very different. One, the positive, healthy masculine, you know, being that chivalrous, being that assertive, being that protective leader and the other one being the unhealthy, you know, controlling um, aggressive, possessive type of energy. They're both very, very different, but I think there's a lot of confusion about what what is it that um, that men need to be for a woman and, and how it, is it for them that they need to show up, you know, to be in their absolute healthiest state. Yeah, great point. You know, they, they need to, you know, look at men right now and, and at any time, at times they feel wobbly, they feel unsure. Um, and that's okay. You know, find somebody to talk to, find somebody to work with. 
um, work through those things. In many cases, they relate back to our childhoods, right? They relate back to our mothers and our fathers. And, and in relationship, oftentimes a man, the masculine sees his partner in a similar way to how he saw his mother. And so if there are um, unhealed wounds from his mother, important that he finds a way to work through that. But, um, but for right now, you know, um, I think it's just really important that even if a man needs to go into another room and just do some breathing and just relax and just find his center, just find his center and just feel that strong masculine, but do some breathing, feel his heart open up, um, feel all his muscles, start at the feet, work your way all the way up and just feel all of them relax and just sitting tall, shoulders back, feeling strong, feeling masculine. And then when you walk back into the room with your wife, girlfriend, partner, whatever, the children, whatever, just, just to say, Hey, I'm here. We're going to get through this. I got this. I got this. I know what to do. Um, just to say that and to say to, you know, the feminine in his life, say, um, you want to take a bath? You want to relax? Go do that. I'll take care of it. I got this. You know, just things like that. And then conversely, one of the things that's so important to the masculine that they won't tell the feminine is they love and appreciate nurturing and encouragement. So as they're doing it, when we both see the best in each other, especially right now, and when a woman says to her man, I appreciate you so much. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the way that you're showing up right now. Thank you. He hears that. He becomes Superman. <laughs> he absolutely does. And when he's sitting and he's reading or he's doing whatever, or he's working on something and he takes a break and she walks up and says, sit down, I'm going to massage your shoulders for a little while. And then she whispers in his ear, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. You're such a man. I'm so proud of you. You are my man. He's Superman. He's Superman. But then conversely, babe, you do so much here. I love feeling your open heart. I love feeling your softness. Um, I, I love the way that you nurture me and our family. That means so much to us right now. Thank you for that. That feels so helpful, so nourishing right now. That's when they're both living from their cores, collaborating, helping each other, and in essence, you know, helping lift each other into their best selves. And it is about living, lifting each other up into our best selves, isn't it? And um, like you say, for men, it's so important that they do feel respected and appreciated um, because quite often I do get that um, men don't feel that because quite often women don't know the best way to communicate to a man um, is to, you know, give him that praise and encouragement rather than, you know, the, what I call under the banner of the three C's of controlling, complaining, um, comparing or criticizing. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's more of a mothering energy. And what the men want is they want, they do want nurturing, but not from a place of mothering, not from a place of being patronizing, like, oh, you know, you're, you know, you're doing it, 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 it it comes from the woman. It comes from a deep place, from her whole sovereign feminine energy. She's not mothering him. She's not patting him on the head and saying, good boy. No, it's, you're such a man. I'm so proud of you. 
So it comes from a place of devotion to the masculine, just like devotion to the feminine. When he says, I appreciate your nurturing, I appreciate um, your softness, your opening, um, the love that you're holding for all of us right now. I'm, you know, that's showing his devotion to her. So they're both devoted to each other. And at times like this, look at, there are going to be emotions from both. There are going to be times when it's going to be intense, when there's going to be frustration. That's okay. It's going to happen. But the more that we can each look for and see the best in each other, and we hear that all the time, but the more that we speak it, that we speak it from our heart, the more that we do that, the more that we feel that way toward them, um, we feel it coming back to us. So that's so important now. So now's not the time to be picking fights or to, you know, or to ever be saying, you always, you never, and that goes from both sides. It's not the time for that. It's just, we're in this moment right now. What do I appreciate? What can I comment on that I appreciate about my partner. And there's always something, you know, that, that you can never just say um, and be dismissive and say, oh, there's nothing. He does nothing or she does nothing. You know, there's always something. If you look into your heart and really are honest about what you could appreciate about the other person, there's always something, isn't there? Yeah. I and mean, when we think that somebody's not doing anything or always doing something, m most of the time we're looking at that person and we're talking about somebody else. Mm. You know, we're talking about unfulfilled needs from our childhood, or they're actually mirroring something that is a soft spot and a wound and maybe something that we're not very good at. And rather than criticize ourselves, which we tend to do a lot, we take it out on somebody else. So, you know, there are all kinds of triggers that are going to be going off right now. And when we can admit to our own and say, hey, this isn't about you, I'll work through this. Um, but I am feeling whatever, sad, lonely, abandoned, tired, um, you know, and, and just go into our hearts and just breathe and allow that to move through our bodies. You know, I, I, when I work with clients and I tell this to my daughter all the time, she's 21 years old. She feels sad at times. She feels angry at times. And I say to her, just feel it, feel it as much as you possibly can name it feel it and allow it to move through your body. Because when we try to push it away and say, okay, I'm not going to be angry right now. I'm not going to feel lonely. I'm not going to feel sad. It's still, we hold on to it and it'll come back. When we feel it fully, I mean, really feel it, name it, you know, I mean, try to win a gold medal in sadness for just a few minutes, really go into it. It's amazing how quickly it passes through our body. Yeah, and I think quite often we're, we tend to be resistant to actually feeling it. But like you say, if if we try to externalize it, we're punishing somebody else for that feeling. And we, if we internalize it without dealing with it in the moment, then we're just, uh, like you say, holding on to something that's going to cause us either illness or disease down the line, or it's going to manifest itself, you know, externally again down the line, isn't it? That's for sure. Yep. Yep. It's best to feel it in an appropriate way. Um, you know, if, if there's anger, I mean, if you're allowed to, wherever you are to, to go for a drive, get in your car and go for a drive for 10 or 15 minutes and just yell, just scream, just say everything that's coming up as, as loudly and aggressively as you can. 
and just allow it to pass through your body. When I do that, oftentimes within a few minutes, I'm laughing <laughs> at the absurdity of it all. Um, because, but I've gotten it out. So again, it's finding appropriate ways to do it rather than taking it out on somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I just want to clarify the, 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 the reason why you said that if you're allowed to, um, it was in the context, because obviously this podcast is going to be evergreen. So it's in the context of our current situation at the minute, which is that uh, there's a coronavirus threat globally. So a lot of us are isolated and on shutdown. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to clarify, you know, the, the reason why you might have used the terminology that you did there. Yeah, thank you for that. And um, knowing that probably in, in the future of this podcast is listened to, they might not get <laughs> the context of <laughs> why you mentioned hopefully, it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll all be coming and going in any way we want pretty soon. Yes. Yeah, but these are, like you, like you referred to, you know, very strange times, very eerie times. You know, it's almost like living in a science fiction movie at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, and this, this, this is when we're, um, you know, most vulnerable and this is when stuff is going to come up and it always does, right? It always does. But again, um, I, I can't tell you how many women I've talked to and, and worked with who, um, in not too long of a time will just say to me, I, I just, you know, I just feel like I'm doing it all and I just don't want to do it all anymore. And tears come up and they've been, and they even say, I'm embarrassed to say this. And they're saying, you know, and I don't want my friends to hear this because they'll think less of me. Um, but you know what, why wouldn't we each, why wouldn't the feminine, and the masculine want to spend as much time as possible living from their core? You know, when was it in the last 15 years or so? When all of a sudden it was realized that core training, the training that midsection, which had been ignored forever in, in, in physical fitness, all of a sudden became the thing, and it still is. And, and how much do we talk about good gut health with probiotics today? That having that core be healthy is so important to us. Well, living from our core, from our feminine or from our masculine, it is biological. It's natural. It's the way that we're built. Again, doesn't mean that a woman doesn't have the, the capabilities and the masculine energy to protect herself and others, to make decisions, to, um, uh, uh, you know, to be successful in any type of business. Um, but a woman can be extremely powerful and strong in business and even while working can be significantly in her feminine, maybe not as much as at other times, but her her vision one of the beautiful things about the feminine is vision they have 360 degree vision men tend to have tunnel vision they match each other really well with that a man looks very straight ahead sees a path and says here we go and then the feminine says i get it that's great now do you realize that these people over here and these people over there are going to be affected this way by that decision Let's talk about that. And he's like, wow, I didn't even think about them. Yeah, I need to think about this some more. Because she can already feel the effects of this decision from those people 
before the decision has even been made. It's one of her many superpowers is her 360 360 degree vision and her empathetic heart. She can already tell. And so she's a great balance for the masculine in that way. So as we collaborate together and use our strengths and live from our cores, um, you know, we just help each other so much. And I, I love the way you've mentioned, you know, uh, living from your natural core. And, and for me, what that, that embodies is, you know, a simple choice between living from a place of fear, which is your, your unhealthy feminine or masculine, or living from a place of love, you know, and, and connecting with that. And, you know, what's your best decision or choice from that place? Yeah. Exactly. And I have a great exercise for women that I ask them to do, which is that when you're out in public, if you're going into, uh, you know, the grocery store, into a cafe, a restaurant, whatever, I'll ask them, I'll say, when's the last time you're in a grocery store or you walked into a cafe, or I guess I could use the, um, you know, there are Starbucks all over the world. When's the last time, like, tell me, the last time you were, the most recent time you were at one of those, tell me something that somebody was wearing. And they're like, I don't know. When's the last time you're at the grocery store and you actually saw someone else's face? Gosh, I hardly ever do. And I say, well, that's your superpower is to feel their energy, to notice them, to acknowledge them and to smile at them and nod at them or say hello and to offer them that open empathetic feminine energy. So what I ask them to practice is whenever they can walk into one of those places slowly. And when you walk in, stop and look around and see who's there. Notice them, feel the energy in the room and in the place where you are, and then go and do what you need to do. But notice people walk slower. The feminine moves slower. Feminine flows, flow as you're going through there. Feel your open heart. Feel you opening up to the people that are there. And you're sending them whatever, kindness, love, understanding, and just see what comes back when you do that. And it's transformational for them because they're being in their core. <laughs> Excuse me. And people come up and start, hey, do you know where the whatever is? Um, or just say, wow, hi. Um, and, you know, as opposed to walking in, staring at your phone, earbuds in your ears, you know, your, your, your forehead is tense, you know, you're there to accomplish something quickly and get out of there. That's masculine. Soften, open up, pick up your head, put your shoulders back, open your heart to the energy of wherever you are and just notice. And it, like I said, it, it, it changes their perception and they feel more connected to the people that they're seeing there. And again, that's a natural feminine quality. I love that, Gregory. I really do. It's a great, that's a great exercise. And another tip that I have implemented for, for more years than I, even before I actually was educated around this stuff, but naturally did anyway, is I always make sure that I smile and acknowledge the person on the checkout in any sort of store. And especially if they've got a name tag, use their name and just say thank you so much and then mention their name. And it's, it's amazing how much they light up and really appreciate that. I'll be in, in, in the checkout at a grocery store. And, and when a woman is like this, 
it's noticeable. And she'll turn to me and she'll look and she'll say, oh my gosh, that's my favorite kind of pasta too. Or um, she'll look and she'll say, okay, you've got this, this, and this. Let me guess, you're going to cook this, right? You know, or whatever. I mean, it's like she just makes, she just feels natural to notice things. You know, the, the feminine is so good with that 360 degree, degree vision of noticing things and commenting on them. And it's a wonderful thing for, for men to do as well. Um, but, you know, when she has that open energy and it's just, and when she does that, I just feel seen. Um, I feel appreciated. And, you know, and that's something that is so natural to the feminine. Absolutely. And I can vouch for it being really great, you know, to be on the receiving end of the smile that comes back at you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, for me, I'm actually living in Spain, although I'm from the UK and I do make the effort to to say it in Spanish, although I'm not fluent in Spanish, that, you know, the few bits of Spanish that I can speak is, you know, the, the bueno, buenos dias or buenos noches or... Uh, Buenas tardes, which is a uh, good good morning, good night, or good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's it's wonderful to repeat, like you say, be open and also to receive that feedback that you get of acknowledging that you you've noticed them. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's a fantastic exercise I think you've uh, highlighted there. And I'm sure we're going to be giving lots of women the opportunity now to, uh, once this situation currently has calmed down, to, to put that into practice. So, Gregory, fortunately, uh, the, the time has uh, run away with us. So if any of our audience members would love to get in touch with you, what would be the best contact information you would love to share? You know, probably just find me on Facebook. Just look for me, Gregory Noack, N-O-A-C-K. Um, just send me a friend request or uh, uh, send me a message on Messenger. Um, I do check the, uh, the folder that are messages from people that I'm not friends with. Um, I, I check that every couple of days. But yeah, that's probably um, the best way. I, most of the work that I do and the writing that I do um, is, is, uh, found on Facebook. Um, I just found that that's the most effective way to communicate with most people. I don't really even have a website for what I do. Um, and you know, so I connect with people on Facebook. They send me a note, they send me a message, we connect. And then, uh, um, if somebody wants to have a conversation, you know, I schedule 30 minute free conversations with, people who reach out. And if I can be helpful during that amount of time, great. If they want to work with me, um, we can discuss that at the same time as well. Excellent. Well, I can certainly vouch for your talents, Gregory. You know, I love love to see your posts. Um, I've, I've been a fan, you know, and I've only sort of got to know you in the last few days of, um, uh, of noticing one of your posts. And I really am avid reader now of <laughs> all the things that you do and say, because it's so aligned and, and so uh, uh, inspirational for me to see the masculine version of what I teach, if you see what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. And the same to you, the same to you. I've seen some of your work and I know what you've been through in your life and how uh, you would have every reason in the world to be angry at the masculine. So where you've come from, what your childhood and teen years were like to where you are today um, is 
really remarkable. So uh, I so appreciate how you show up um, now and uh, with what you've worked through and, and now understand in your life. Thank you very much. That would sound like a bit like of a mutual appreciation society going on here. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, on that note, um, you know, both our passions are obviously to serve humanity in the best way we, we know how. And, you know, uh, our main focus is around that being in the context of relationships. So for now, audience, I'm going to have to wrap up this co- this particular podcast episode but I'm definitely going to be having Gregory on again as a guest because I just love his information and um, I'm sure now I'm going to highly recommend that you get in touch with him and follow him too so on that note I just want you to always remember that to open your heart is where love starts and for now goodbye thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.